ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you you were different. Like, you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com If you worked for the Queen for 11 years, does that mean you had to have sausage in your pockets for 11 years? (laughs) If you're Kelly, yes. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So this week, I am lucky enough to have one of my good friends as a guest. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Paul's super infamous, to be fair. He was the Queen's footman for 11 years. And then after that, he went on to be the personal butler for Princess Diana. So the whole nation right now is gripped with Diana fever because of series three of The Crown. And we have got the source right here. We have got the man of the moment who can tell us what is true in The Crown, what isn't, what Diana was really like. If you guys are sensing that I'm excited, it's because I fucking am! But not only that, I've just discovered this is his first podcast ever. So we are taking his cherry, ladies and gents. It's the <laughs> one and only Paul Burrow. Oh, Welcome, Paul. Hello, darling. How are you? Oh, I'm good. It's good you. to see you? you. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine. But I've never done one of these things before. So be, be gentle with me. <laughs> oh Paul you've been around the block son <laughs> oh, I mean, yes I, I have a few times yes and um, oh. I've been around the block with you a few times too young lady <laughs> oh, my, oh my god so for everyone who doesn't know me and Paul became friends on I'm a slow to get me out of here not the UK version we actually went and filmed out in South Africa, the Australian version, if, if everyone can get their head around that. The thing about the Australian one is because it's on for like a prolonged period of time, you don't get the same, um, like it's proper restrictions in the UK one, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. if you're hungry, you're hungry. That's just it. Like, but in Australia, like I remember a couple of the celebs whinging Paul that they were hungry mm-hmm. and they got mm-hmm. given like gr- granola bars. They did. They had protein yeah. bars. Yeah. 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 And, and of course they had vapes. They were all wanting a vape. So they, yes. they got access to smokes and things like that. And I'm thinking, well, this is more like a holiday camp than a, 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 a trial. Yeah, and in the British version, you don't get different. how many people say to you, surely at the end of the day, when they've stopped filming, they give you a meal, don't they? And or you yeah. go back to a hotel. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> you are literally. But I have to t- I have to say, Vicky, this year, I think they're having it pretty smooth because they're indoors. 
The yeah. castle is a spectacular setting, but yeah. they're indoors. They're not outside. They're not be open to the elements. They're not being eaten alive by midges and mosquitoes. No. Um, they're getting hot water. I know. What <gasps> a luxury. Hot water. Oh. And they've already had a banquet. I know. So, I see. You know, I think they're getting it pretty easy. And all the trials, they're not actually, there's no great jeopardy attached to any of them. It's just hey. let's let's pour another bowl, a bowl of maggots over this person. Let's let's use some more ma- some more cockroaches on the other. It it's it's getting a little bit samey. Do you know what I had Scarlet Moffat on the podcast last week, Paul? Yeah. And I, I I know there's a bit of a thing. I'm sensing a bit of a theme here from ex campmates, right. the people right. I've been speaking to as well. We feel like we were hard done by. Yes. Like honestly, we're all we're all getting my nose pushed out a joint because we think our years were hard at but let let me play devil's advocate with you for a second yeah put it this way we were in oz mate yes like, we, we were. had the heat we yes. had the iconic camp like yes. you had that moment where you walk across that drawbridge and the fireworks go off like yeah you can't beat that can you pal no i tell no, you what yeah i'll take kangaroo dicks any day <laughs> over, like all that not getting that amazing firework finish it's but, just not yes. the same without it. It's not the same. It it doesn't feel the same. They're trying to make the most of it they can. Um, but it, it's it's interesting to see what's happening this year. I wouldn't have wanted to go to Wales in the wet. Um, no. I'd much rather go to Australia, even though I was bitten 200 times in my sleeping bag. Uh, they oh. they really had a feast. They had a feast they had a, on me. They but had a butler buffet. They did. They did. So who who are you loving though? Because you you obviously a big fan, so you must have a favorite. Yeah. Well, I I want to see more of I want to see more of Jess because she's scared to death, and I think that's what we like to see as as viewers. And I want <laughs> and I want to see I want to see more of of AJ because you know he's not got his hair wet yet. Um, those perfect curls are still in place. How does he manage that in the jungle? That's, a, that's an art. That's an art. With no, I, nobody else can, but AJ can. I think there's some sort of like hair care product deal in the pipeline yeah. once he comes out. Bless him, I he's got to be. Got to be. I, I like Mo too. Mo doesn't, he doesn't know where the hell he is. And he's so innocent. He's such an innocent. Uh, he's thinking, where am I? What am I doing here? He looks a little bit out of his depth, doesn't he? I do think it's a great cast. And like, I have been loving the little moments. Like, I think Shane Ritchie is such great TV. Mm -hmm. But for me, I really want to see... Mm. I love Bev Callard and I love yeah. Giovanna Fletcher. Those are yes. my two faves. I think yes. one of, I think we could be on for a queen. What do you think? If you I had to call it, yes. who's a winner? <clears throat> you see, the tactics are the public votes for the people they want to see squirm and mm. and suffer. They're not necessarily going to be the winner. Right, it's, okay. So I've got a theory that, yes, it will be a queen this year. And it'll be somebody. It'll be somebody that will sort of come from the back of the field and mm. surprises. Well, you heard it here first, guys. Paul yeah. Burrell, jungle yeah. finalist. His predictions for the I jungle think... 2020. Are we calling yes. it the jungle? Are we calling it the castle? I, I think it's a castle, isn't it? It's not. They're not, they're not in the jungle. They're not getting <laughs> rained on. It's not raining on them. Right, you know, let it go, they, Paul. Let it go. I know. Where are the poisonous snakes? Where, 
You know, they've got frogs and toads. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> Do you know what? You must be super busy watching TV at the moment because yes. not only is The Jungle on, we've got a new series of The Crown. Well, I've, I binge watched it. I had Did to. You? I had to. I had to watch the whole lot. I had to. I sat there watching it thinking, that's not right. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh-huh. that's not right. So in a way, you should have been sat with me because it would be like Gogglebox actually <laughs> watching it. And I could tell you what was true and what wasn't true. Now, you've oh. got to remember, it's, it is a dramatization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a documentary. So yeah. they do get things wrong. There's an element of truth that runs through it. And the characters are pretty true. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the situations are fictitious. Right, okay. But how do so, we go um, through the whole series and tell you what's true and what isn't true? <laughs> From 1976 to 1987, I was the Queen's footman. I was with uh-huh. her every single working day. And then from then on, I was with the Prince and Princess of Wales and eventually only with Diana Rice at the end. So 21 years, I was no. there. I lived it. I saw it. I heard it. I was part of it. And now on The Crown, I'm watching my years. So I can tell you whether it's right or not. But Paul, can I ask a question? I have yes. so I binge watch series one and series two. Erkan, my yeah. partner, hates it. I think I'm a bit of a royalist. Like I absolutely uh, love the royal family. Yes, but I don't so think do I. he is as much. Oh, I know you do, boo. Right. I don't think he is as much. So I've got to watch it behind his back. So we're having a bit of a right. problem at the moment. Anyway, I haven't right. managed to watch series three. But are you in it? Are you going to be in it? I've not been told that I'm in it. Uh, I haven't heard that I'm in it. Um, I just don't know, Vicky. Well, who's going to play me? That's what I mean. Is is that that your choice? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hugh Bonneville, yeah. I I went to a garden party at Chatsworth in Derbyshire, my home county, and the sweet little lady, I was looking at all the flowers and plants, and she came up to me and she curtsied. And she said, oh, your grace, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the next episodes of Downton. She no. thought I was Hugh Bonneville. Stop it! Yes, she did. So I, I couldn't smash her dreams, and I said, well, "No, I think you. I think you'll find it very interesting." <gasps> Thank you so much. And she went away quite happy. Oh bless that! It sounds like she's absolutely crack, as if she's bloody dirty in a Hugh Bonneville <laughs> as well. But I know she's got it mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you'll have made her day. Paul, oh. Have you watched them all, or did you just watch series three because of the Diana link? No, I've watched every single one. I, I needed to watch it because these are my years. They're the years that I was there. Um, mm. And so I can actually critique it now. I couldn't critique it before because I wasn't there, but now I can. Uh, and it's it's fascinating. I, I'm being taken back into the world in which I once lived. And is that was that a really happy time for you, Paul? Yes, yeah. it was. I, mean, I went to Buckingham Palace when I was 18 years old and... I started working for the Queen straight away, and she taught me so much about life. She almost became like a surrogate mother to me. I mean, she was always there, and I got very used to her over 11 years. And I really didn't want to leave her, but there was another young lady came along that needed me more than she needed me. So, of course, I went to Diana. Do you know what? That doesn't sound like... um... Is that normal to go straight into the palace and work for the Queen? That feels like a really big responsibility early doors. I well, think wasn't. I'd have anxiety. Well, true. But, I mean, I was, I was only, uh, I was 18 years old. 
got to the palace, one of 12 household footmen, and the queen saw me one day waiting lunch, and she said, uh, who's that young man? And the yeah. palace steward told her, it's the new recruit. She said, I'd like to take a closer look at him. Would you send him upstairs? So no. I, was, I was sent upstairs, scrub clean, wash, wash him and send him upstairs. <laughs> upstairs I go, and that morning we'd had sausages for breakfast, and I'd tucked some in my tailcoat pocket because uh -huh. I thought the queen's got dogs. Right, yeah. so I was thinking on my feet. Got up there, and she said, do you like dogs? I said, I love dogs, Your Majesty. She said, let's see if they like you. So she gave me all the leashes, and I put them on all, all nine corgis. Nine. Nine. Jesus nine. Christ, that's a pack. That's a Went pack down the elevator to the ground floor, uh -huh. and if you've been to a garden party, you know the garden's very big. So I took them off their, off their leads and ran across the lawn, and they all followed me. Of course they did, because they could Sausage. smell the sausages. Owl sausage pockets, you're not that <sighs> Yes. So when, when I got back, she said, that's quite extraordinary. I was watching you. And they like you. She said, if they like you, well, I'll keep you. <gasps> so she kept me for 11 years. <laughs> I, never she... went, I never went back downstairs. I stayed with her. Can I ask so an every, important question? Everywhere I went with her, I went everywhere. So she said to me one day, we're going, we're going on an airplane uh, in a couple of months' time. She said, have you ever flown? I said, your Majesty, I haven't. I came from a coal mining community in the north of England, mm -hmm. as I've never been on a plane. She says, well, you'll ha you're in for a treat. We're flying mm -hmm. Concorde. No. So the first airplane I flew on was Concorde. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul, you had the like. Can I ask you a serious question, though? Yes. If you, if you worked for the Queen for 11 years, does that mean you had to have sausage in your pockets for 11 years? <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you're canny, yes. <laughs> or something, dog biscuits. My pockets were full of crumbs. <laughs> Bless you. I can't believe that, though. Like, you would have thought they would have, like, obviously, I know they were probably too young at the time, but whatever the yeah. equivalent of, like, Princess Eugenie or Beatrice was, they would have thought you would have, like, tested the waters with, like, a lesser royal, someone no, like them, no, before they no. just walloped you in at the deep end with a queen-like. And she... She got on well with me. She liked me. Um, and I got to know all the family. I got to know everybody, her husband and all, all her children. Um, and so you became part of the family. And, yeah. you know, you're, you're sort of assimilated. Is that the right word? Yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah. You smashed it. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you smashed that one. Yeah. If I did mastermind, it would either be the Queen or Princess Diana. It would be yeah. one or the other. Yeah. I think mine would be Harry Potter or Gin. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yes, well, the Queen would know a lot about Gin. That's her favourite tipple. No, I can't she believe loves... I've got something in common with the Queen. What a you buzz. Know. At lunchtime, she likes what, the, what is called a Zaza right, in a cocktail Zaza? terms. But in, in our terms, Gin and Dubonnet. So you, you take a tumbler, two cubes of ice, uh -huh. fill it half full of gin... Yeah. Top it up with Dubonnet uh -huh. and a slice of lemon. And right, that's Paul, what she it's I'm like really going to show my working class roots What's here. Dubonnet? I, I don't know what Dubonnet is. No, I, I've never seen it on Sainsbury's shelves either. I mean, it just isn't, <laughs> it's not out there anymore. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's like a fruity, dark red, uh, fortified wine that you top up the gin with. So really, it's alcohol with alcohol. Oh, do you know what? Oh. I knew I loved the Queen, but now yeah. I, I fucking love the Queen. <laughs> She's a girl after my own heart. And I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous, right, Paul? Because when I get people on normally, like I say to them at the end, like if there's ever you, if there's ever anything you say throughout the podcast that you're not comfortable with, or you uh-huh. feel at the end like that you didn't you maybe didn't really want to divulge that piece of information just let me know and we'll cut it because Vicky Patterson the secret two is not the play I'm not Piers Morgan like I'm not here to catch nah. anyone out we're just here to have a nah. laugh but yes. actually like I feel like if you say too much we can get done for treason is that still a thing <laughs> we, we might get sent to South Africa to the jungle <laughs> <laughs> oh well no we're, we're, we've been through worse <laughs> yeah yeah we have yeah no don't worry um the queen she knows me well. And my, I always say to people, she knows what I haven't said. It's not oh. what I say. It's what I don't say. Yeah. Well, I suppose you must literally have so many secrets. And I, I do want to hear us out. I mean, obviously, yeah. I really want to get you drunk and hear them all. But yeah. like, I don't want to get you in any trouble. <laughs> you obviously worked there for 11 years from when you were yeah. 18 with the Queen. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell me some of the perks? Obviously, you've mentioned Concord, but some of the perks of working with that and working in like in Buckingham Palace okay. that I might not know. Well, my first wage was £900 a year. Shit. Yes. Not, not paid well, is it? £900 yeah. a year. But... Every week, the housekeeper would come along the corridor with a box of Omo washing powder. You would not even know what Omo washing powder is, do you? I don't think I no. do. What's Omo? It's, it's like Purcell, but it's, it's long gone now. Uh-huh. And a bar, a bar of uh, uh, imperial leather uh-huh. to keep you clean. So, yeah. yeah. So we got a bar of soap and some wash powder every week. That was a perk of the job. All your meals are found. So yeah. you, you eat in the staff canteen. And mm-hmm. you're, pre- you're fed pretty well, but a real perk is to get to pick at what the royals leave behind. So when they've been served, and no. the dinner's the dinner's been served and it's outside, and the next course is about to go in, you're allowed to taste what they've just had. Stop it! So what was the yes. best thing? What was the best oh. leftover you ever got? Oh dear lord! I love those beautiful Grand Marnier soufflés. And homemade ice creams, and oh, oh. she oh, she does eat pretty oh. well. Oh, she, gorgeous, she, gorgeous. Well, food. how do, how does she manage to keep her figure? Cause she's looking well for her age, like. Because she only eats very little portions. Right. I mean, she okay. doesn't eat a Christmas. She doesn't eat a Christmas dinner like we do. Yeah, it's piled high, and you can't see each other across the table. She uh-huh. doesn't eat like that. She's <laughs> never she's never overfaced. She's oh. tiny little portions. And if anything, you say anything about the Queen, I think the most important thing to say is, actually, she has something which the rest of them don't have. She has great self-discipline. Oh, aye. Million ten percent. They are cut yeah. from a different cloth back in yeah. that day. Yeah. Do you know what I think, right? And you may tell us I'm wrong, because obviously yeah. you've got you've got real in-depth knowledge here. You've mm. had some face time with her mm-hmm. over those mm-hmm. 11 years. I'm just basing this on, like, what I've seen about the crown and what I want to believe. Like, yeah. she 
she really did sack Anna I know I sound like I'm such a fangirl but like if you're not going to fangirl the queen like who can you fangirl yep. she literally looks like she has sacrificed so much for our yes. country for yes, us, she has. hasn't she yes she has Yes, country comes first, her job comes first, she's queen first. Now, you have to remember that in every aspect of her life, including yeah. her family, including her husband and her children. And we had, a, we had even before our horses, we, we had a saying at Buckingham Palace, horses, dogs, husband and kids. And that was the, that was the order of the pecking order. No. So, yeah. So <laughs> even the horses came before our husband. I mean, if you could say to the queen... Instead of being queen, what would you rather have been? And she would she would say, a farmer's wife. I'd love to live in the countryside oh. with my horses and my dogs. But she wasn't cast that role. She had yeah. to be queen. And so she dedicated her life. We were feeding the dogs one day, and she said to me, I swore an oath before God, Paul, in Westminster yeah. Abbey, the day I was crowned queen, to serve my country for as long as there's breath in my body. She said, that's what I intend to do. So don't oh. ever think the Queen will abdicate. She nah. won't. Well, I she don't will want die Queen. You. No. I don't I want her to keep on like reigning strong, yep. being a badass bitch. Hang on, can I call her a badass bitch or you if can. I just commit a treason? Okay. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> she'll live to be she'll live to be 103, I would think. So uh, as old as her mother. She her mother was nearly 102. So she will live to be an old lady and God bless her. Long may she reign over us because it, we're safe in her hands. Yeah, we are. Yeah. She's respected. She's stoic. She's yeah. strong. Like, I just love her so much. Right. So can I ask what yeah. will happen then if she does go to 103 and Charles is well in his 80s? Yeah. Do we just then skip him and go to Wills? Because oh, I quite want to say oh. Wills is king. Well, it's his birthright, of course. Prince of Wales' birthright to become king. He's waited all his life to do that job. His wife, Diana, said she didn't think that he would ever be king because th that job would give him too many limitations. Mm. He has a lot of baggage with him. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. You see, I'm, can I be controversial? Oh, my God. It's oh, yeah. the place okay. to do it, man, Paul. Right. Okay. I'm not a fan of King Charles and Queen Camilla. I don't have an appetite for that. No. I personally would like um, to see Queen Catherine and King William on the throne mm. with their beautiful family. Because I think if Prince Charles, well, if Prince Charles gets there and he's over 80, he's not going to be there for very long, is he? No, and we're going to have to change, like, we're going to have to change all the stamps, all the money. We'll have a big song and dance for just a couple of years, Paul. There we go. And will they, will they actually get up the steps to the throne? I mean, they might be that <laughs> old, you know. I wasn't sure he was allowed to be king because he'd been divorced now you see i don't know constitutionally i should ask a constitutional expert whether or not a divorced king can marry a divorced woman and still become king it's it's a mess you see i i am still in team diana of course of yeah, course i am fair fair enough um, and i've seen a lot and i've heard a lot and for a short time vicky mm. i was in that space standing literally standing between oh. charles camilla and diana so i saw it and i heard it oh my god and it's not a very pretty sight and it wasn't it was very upsetting at the time um, mm. to be torn between all these different personalities yeah. it, it eventually the princess rescued me 
Mm. Um, when her marriage failed and they split and took me back to London. So I was no longer torn between loyalties between him and her. And that was an mm. impossible tightrope. Yeah. Well, of course, you'd worked for the Queen for so long and she'd given yeah. you a start. You obviously yeah. felt some sort of affinity to her. And that yes. was our son and it was a duty to yes. our country. But at the end of the day, right is right and wrong's wrong. Marrying exactly. someone when you're in love with someone else, like... Oh, God, like, I just kind of get my head around it. I know I don't mm. have all of the, I'm not bound by specific things and there's no real responsibility on me to marry a certain person or be a certain way. I'm not in the royal family. I get it all. But God, like, to lead her on, like, poor little Diana, she was just a well, bane. Oh. When, you watch, when you watch The Crown and you see all that unfolding and you see this 18-year-old girl led into yeah. this family and pushed in the deep end and not given any help, not given mm. any support. And it's fair to say that she married a man, her husband did not help her. No. He didn't support her. He didn't he didn't encourage her. He didn't he wasn't there for her at the end of the day. And if you were married to someone like that, you would probably fall apart and turn to yeah. an eating disorder as well. Oh, there was a lot of criticism like... about the crown showing the eating disorder. Oh. I think that highlights it the way the princess would want to talk about it because she would want people out there to realize well actually i had it i i tried to conquer it it's a nervous disorder and the reason i had it was because there was nobody there for me so the 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 dramatization yeah. of princess diana's eating disorder is yes. bob on it's bang on it's, the money i'm afraid it's dead on yes heartbreaking it is heartbreaking it is oh god i just like i feel so sorry for her for everything she had to go through mm. you must be inundated with offers to do these at the moment man you really must well, be i've got i have been actually but i've declined everyone and so i'm only doing yours and you you I will not him. hear me no no more i I'm, I, I, I do enough i'm always <laughs> in team diana i'm very proud of my association with her and I will always go on about her because she needs support. Even though she's gone, she still needs support from people who would rewrite history. Now, there may be a movement out there to erase certain parts of history and people that want to say, oh, Diana was mad. Oh, Diana was unstable. Diana was this. She was that. She was the other. No, she wasn't. Mm. Absolutely not. She was a bright, informed woman who knew her direction. Unfortunately, it was cut short. I'm so sorry you lost your friend, Paul. Well, I really she so she sorry. was my she was my best friend, and um, I don't think I'll ever have that closeness again with anyone other than my hubby, who knows everything about me. I oh. don't have any don't have any secrets from him. He can't. No, <laughs> we, big big fan of Coop over here. By the way, absolutely love the man. No. Um, before before I move on, I just want yeah. to say right. Hit me with some queen, right, some inside knowledge about the queen. Can she cook? Has she ever had a cooking egg? No. There's always been right. a chef there. But so, she does like to go on picnics, but the food's all prepared. And she likes right. to wash up. Does she? She likes to put, yes, she puts on the marigolds. And when she goes out to the log cabin at Balmoral, she stood Brilliant. there with her marigolds on and she washes up and the lady-in-waiting dries. She likes to get her hands wet in the sink. She, that's something she does. 
uh, on one day I popped into her sitting room and it was all in darkness and I could see all these flashes coming towards me. And I stood in the doorway and she looked up at me and said, why are you smiling? I said, your majesty, if only you could see what I could see. Oh, and she yes. was sat, she was sat at her desk wearing the Imperial state crown. Uh -huh. And as I looked down, she was wearing her pink fluffy slippers. <laughs> And I thought, if only the nation could see that. The Queen, oh, the crown and slippers. We just love her so yeah. much more for that little glimmer of normality. Oh, mm. Next question I have yep. to ask. She's, all, she's got such a fucking good handbag collection. Oh, like, handbags. The Imelda, like she's like the handbag world, Imelda, Imelda Marcus, Imelda. isn't she? Yeah, she and is. What, what does she have in them? What's like, in there? Yeah, what is in them? Because I can't imagine she's got to like she's got to taught anything about. She doesn't. Right. She can't possibly need cash. Has she got a mobile no. phone? No. Like, does she keep sausages in there, Paul? Is that no. where she keeps her sausages? No, no. She keeps a little handkerchief uh -huh. uh, with her initial in the corner in case Very she has classy. to wipe her nose. A powder compact, which nice. has, got, has gold powder compact with an E for Elizabeth on the front and a crown. Uh -huh. uh, a lipstick, because she likes to put on a little bit of lippy when she goes to the loo. Yeah, love yeah. that. And her, her keys. Now, her keys to her, her boxes. Her keys to Bucky House? No. No, that would be a big bunch, wouldn't it? I was going to say, now, that's going to be a big fucking handbag, son. <laughs> you know those little red boxes that she has from government? Well, she has a key that only she has a key and the Prime Minister has a key. Oh. And it unlocks her red box. So that's her, where all the state secrets are. And on that keychain is a little St. Christopher medallion, which her father gave her before, before she became queen, obviously. And she keeps that on her little key because that's a symbol of her father because he was king. And she, he wants to give her a St. Christopher so it would keep her safe during her travels. Oh, that is so lovely. Listen to <laughs> Paul, I need to ask you so many questions. Go on, go on, ask. Right, okay. Should we end yeah. part one and I'll have you back in part oh. two to talk all things the Queen and all things the Crown? Okay, yes. Okay, yes! <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 